Welcome to the Football Goonies Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, the football goonie himself, Jason Seplick. You can find me at Twitter, at the FF Goonie. Uh, today we're bringing you the Week 3 matchups in the Keeper and the Dynasty League. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't get our technical uh, issues worked out. I know I had said maybe we were going to have a guest on today. Uh, we're going to try to get something in the works and actually start setting that up for next week. Uh, so you're stuck with just me for one more episode, and then we'll start trying to sprinkle uh, people in here and there where we can. So as I said, we're pulling into the all-important week three matchups. Uh, this isn't the, the defining moment in the season kind of thing, but uh, I tend to think that week three really defines how you feel about your team overall. Uh, I know people come back from like 0-4 starts and blah, 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 and you're always in it until you're not. But uh, week three is definitely that one where if you drop to 0-3, things seem like they're like totally hopeless and falling apart. And if you sail to 3-0, then man, like, who can stop you? So uh, this is really, a, I guess, an emotionally defining week is the way I could say it. Um, I mean, you could have been doing poorly, and then all of a sudden you turn around this week and you feel a lot better. So uh, good luck to everyone except for whoever is facing me this week. And with that, let's get into the new Fantasy Empire. I'm renaming that, actually. Uh, it, it's obviously a play on some Star Wars, so... As the emperor and uh, sole dictator of the Keeper League, I'm going to change it slightly to the new Fantastic Empire. We'll play on the new Galactic Empire. I think I think it has a nice ring to it, and it just further uh, solidifies my dominance over, uh, as Brian would say, you plebs. So. Uh, with that, let's get into the Week 3 matchups for the new... Fantastic Empire. To start off, our first uh, matchup is going to be the one between Team Silverados and my number one likes number twos. Now, this is a um, this is one of the two uh, with Justin's team, one of the two teams left that has not won a game yet. So, as I said, this is a big defining moment for him, whether it's just going to all fall apart or not. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, starting at the quarterback position, we got Matt Ryan versus Cam Newton. Matt Ryan's taking on Chicago. Cam's taking on Vegas. Now, I haven't been watching the games, obviously. I've not really been impressed as much from what I saw stat-wise and the way the, the first game went, basically, uh, watching it on the ticker. Uh, clearly, Cam Newton was not throwing well at all against a Miami team. Uh, I mean, his numbers were fine for what he did, but, like, he wasn't throwing much, which led me to believe maybe he just didn't have enough in the tank. And then week two came around, and he laid on almost 400 yards on Seattle. So uh, Las Vegas is not a defense, I fear. 
and obviously I'm going to give him the advantage over Matt Ryan, who although Chicago's not quite the defense they were, there's a lot of dysfunction going on in Atlanta. I guess that adds or makes the case for more fantasy points because they need high-scoring games still, but we'll give the advantage to Cam Newton in that Vegas game. Uh, At the running back position, we got Derrick Henry and DeAndre Swift versus Ronald Jones and James Robinson. Uh, Tonight, James Robinson has a really good matchup against Miami, or a decently good, I should say, matchup against Miami. But, I mean, it's, it's honestly a really hard one to pick. I don't believe in anything on Ronald Jones at all. I think he's just donezo in Tampa. Uh, the big one will be Arizona putting up points on the lines will actually probably get Swift a little involved. So uh, between that and the volume of Henry in a game that Tennessee should be up most of the time because Minnesota is just a hot garbage fire this year. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say advantage Derrick Henry and DeAndre Swift, but not by a huge margin. Uh, next up, we got the receivers. We got Amari Cooper and Tyreek Hill versus OBJ and John Brown. Now, John Brown's kind of hurt, too, on top of that. Uh, but who isn't these days? Uh, with that being said, OBJ, I think, has a little rougher matchup than uh, Amari Cooper does. Uh, I think the Browns offense, although they looked great against Cincinnati, um, Washington's a lot harder defense Baker's not going to have as much time for routes to develop. So unless OBJ takes some uh, some yards after the catch to the house or something, I think he's going to be in a little bit of a rough go for the day. And although Amari Kidd gets shut down at points, they're going to have to keep up with Seattle. Uh, Russell Wilson's just playing too phenomenally. So I see it going that route and then... Uh, John Brown against the Rams, Tyreek, I'd rather take Tyreek, uh, Baltimore is a tough defense, but man, Tyreek's otherworldly, and, uh, if anyone's going to, uh, defeat that defense, he is one of those guys, so give me advantage, Mari Cooper, uh, and Tyreek Hill. Next up, we got Evan Ingram versus Hunter Henry, uh, I haven't heard much about Henry, but they're saying he's questionable, I'm assuming he's gonna play, uh, so it becomes Evan Ingram who has been mostly disappointing so far, uh, versus Hunter Henry. I think Hunter Henry, with another week of working with uh, Justin Herbert, in, or an actual week of him working with him in the, the practice, and that weak Carolina defense, uh, I'm going to take Hunter Henry on the advantage there. I just, until Evan Ingram shows me he's a high volume, he's not only high volume, but he's putting it together multiple weeks, I'm just going to, assume decent games last week were just kind of eh plus although san francisco's had a ton of injury shares i expect that to be a very low scoring game so uh give me hunter henry on that uh next up we have robbie anderson and aj green in the flex versus julian edelman and brandon cooks um edelman cooks are both questionable i'm assuming edelman's the only one with a slight injury concern uh, the fact of the matter is, Robbie Anderson, out of all of these guys, is the best play, but with that Chargers defense and what they did to the Chiefs, it's anyone's game, man. So I'm going to go on a limb here and say, Robbie Anderson puts together an alright game. Uh, Edelman probably will put on a good game. I don't trust Cooks against Pittsburgh, so it comes down to A.J. Green. And I'm going to go on a limb here and say A.J. Green has a bounce-back game. 
him and Joe Burrow finally get on the same page and it's not a like 15% catch rate and they actually get something done. So give me the slight, 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 ever so slight advantage on the Robbie Anderson and AJ Greenside. And then finally, it's the Vikings versus Tennessee or the Rams versus Buffalo. Both are terrible. Um, I, <laughs> they're both awful. Um, uh, if John Brown misses, that hurts them. So uh, I'll, I'll go Rams, but it's honestly kind of a wash junk. Uh, some pivot options. I see we got uh, Austin Hooper versus Washington, Jerry Judy, Preston Williams. Uh, I actually like the Preston Williams play. I know he's been mostly disappointing until now, and he is playing tonight. But Parker's still banged up. Jacksonville's a hot mess, so I think he actually has a good game. I'd probably flex him in over maybe a Robbie Anderson type. Or A.J. Green, because A.J. Green just hasn't done it yet. Uh, on the other side, it's pretty much just Corey Davis Miles Gaskin. I would consider maybe Corey Davis in the flex position instead of Brandon Cooks. Uh, that Minnesota D is just not gelled together yet, and he is a better option. Same with Gaskin against Jacksonville. I think both those guys are better options. Uh, Peterson, there might be something to him against Arizona, but uh, that's just on the assumption that they get the ball first and they just run the crap out of it, hoping to keep the game close. So those are some options. Either way, give me Team Silverados for the win. Uh, I think... Although the Cam Newton thing is uh, the big advantage in Hunter Henry, I don't think it's enough to overcome the Ronald Joneses and John Browns and Brandon Cooks. So uh, I'm going to go for Team Silverados getting their first win of the season. Uh, next up, we got Team Groovy Drew versus Unjour in France. A uh, really close one according to Sleeper. Uh, the quarterback position, both teams coming in at 1-1, one and one, by the way. Uh, at the quarterback position, we got Russell Wilson versus Pat Mahomes. Uh, give me Russell Wilson. I don't fear Dallas as much as Baltimore. And Mahomes clearly showed against the Chargers that that offense isn't always clicking 100%. It can run into some rough patches. I think uh, they don't have the... I, I hate to say it because I love the guy. He's on my dynasty team. But Clive Edwards-Hilaire versus the uh, rotation of running backs that are a little more physical on the Seattle side, uh, coupled with Dallas being probably not uh, always clicking on all cylinders. They tend to struggle against Seattle, I think, a little bit. So uh, Russell Wilson for the advantage there. I just think that offense is going to be uh, working a little better than the Chiefs this week. Uh, both tough matchups, though. And let's see. Next up at the running back position, we got Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler versus Latavius Murray and John Taylor. Uh, I think that Jonathan Taylor is the best play out of all these guys. But that being said, it's Latavius Murray that's the week one here. Um, the big thing is I'm not expecting a ton out of Chubb. Uh, Philly had issue running against Washington. I, I think Washington's front line is pretty good. And I think Chubb's going to have a little difficult time running. And I think this is going to be more Kareem Hunt game. And then Eckler, uh, basically he's just a high volume play. Um, Carolina's run defense I don't think is as bad as people think it is. But that being said, 
they have zero chance in this game, so Eckler's going to get plenty of play. The question is how much of it compared to the new rookie in there with Josh Kelly with them. Uh, Taylor's the good play, though, against the Jets, but that being said, it's not enough. So advantage Chubb and Eckler. Uh, on the receiver side, we got T.Y. Hilton and Robin Robert Woods versus Jarvis Landry and Calvin Ridley, number one receiver. Uh, we're not really sure about the status of Julio. He's not practicing. If he doesn't play, I think Ridley's going to have a harder time. He's not going to be putting up no two touchdown games anymore. I think it's going to come back down to earth a little bit. Uh, Woods has a tough matchup, but he's highly utilized for a high volume, so it's a question of if he gets to, like, 100 yards or not and how many passes he catch. Uh, Hilton's got a great matchup, and Paris Campbell's out, and although they're going to lean on the run game and the uh, the bigger body receivers with Mo Alley-Cox and probably Pittman a little more, I think Hilton being the one fast guy, he, he's able to get some work done. And Landry's the big question. If OBJ is going to draw a lot of stuff or a lot of coverage, uh, then Landry's obviously opened up, even against that Washington offense. So uh, it's kind of a tough call. I'm going to go... I, honestly, I just I don't trust Phillip Rivers' arm. So I'm, even though I think it's sl- tough sledding for ridley and landry i think volume in those games are going to really benefit them whereas robert woods is the only guaranteed volume on the other side so advantage landry and ridley at the tight end position it's akins versus godare uh give me godare he's more likely to have a touchdown and he's more likely to get targeted more uh no explanation needed I'm not even sure if Aiken's the number one tight end on his team. It's really hard to tell. I think he is right now, but uh, Darren Fells is always an option too, I think. so. Uh, either way. Uh, and then at the flex position, we got Deontay Johnson and Will Fuller versus Marvin Jones. And A.J. Brown, who I'm thinking might not play. He still hasn't practiced at all this week. Um... So the f- play might actually be flexing Johnny Smith uh, instead of him. And I think he's going to stick with Jones either way, just making sure he has the health uh, playing out. So either way, um, the Arizona matchup's good. The Minnesota's matchup's good. Uh, although I think Deontay Johnson's the best play here, I just don't trust Will Fuller against that Pittsburgh D. I think uh, Watson's going to be running for his life all night. So whoever it is from Tennessee, give me the Marvin Jones and him combo. Unless he plays both of them if AJ is uh, is uh, active, I think he won't do much, and it'll be just one or the other. So uh, at that point, then I might go the other side. But uh, for now, we'll say the Jones plus Tennessee player is the advantage at the flex position. And then it's Steelers versus Bills. Uh, I think they're both equally good defenses against equally used-to-be-good offenses that have their issues. Uh, so it's just going to be a matter of who de- who ends up getting the turnover. And I think that the worst quarterback is uh, definitely Goff. So give me the Bills as an advantage on that one, but not by a ton. Uh, the big question is, will the running backs and Wilson be enough to overcome that second-half issue? Uh, I'm going to go with Axel for the upset. Uh, according to Sleeper, they have Drew for the win, but I think uh, Axel's going to bring Drew down and push him to 1-2 and, and move up to 2-1. and one. 
Next up, we have Finkel is Einhorn versus Popeye's Sailor Men. Uh, this is... Oh, sorry. I had said before there were only two 0-2 teams. There's three 0-2 teams, and this is the Battle of the 0-2s. So whoever wins this will actually have a win this week. Uh, first up, we got Lamar Jackson versus Gardner Minshew at quarterback. Um... I mean, you got to give it to Lamar Jackson, but honestly, Minshew might have a better game. That being said, Shark has been ruled out, so he doesn't have all his weapons, so we're still going to go with Jackson. He'll probably run for uh, most of his points this week. Casey does have pretty good defense. Um, next up at the running back position, we got David Montgomery versus and J.K. Dobbins versus Mixon and Gurley. Um... This is a big one where Mixon's gonna, he's gonna have a hard, he's been having a hard time with that line. I don't think it's gonna improve much against Philly, and Gurley's gonna have a rough go against Chicago. I think the pass offense is gonna do better than the run. I'm gonna go out here on a limb, and even though J.K. Dobbins is such a question mark, I think he'll get enough that, but I, I think the big thing here is Montgomery's gonna do well against Atlanta, and that crap show so uh i think dobbin's gonna do enough that i'm gonna give a little bit of an edge to that side of the the matchup believe it or not i'm betting on david montgomery never thought i'd hear myself say that uh next up at the receiver we got mike evans and alan robinson versus uh dj moore and Devontae parker i think this is a real big battle between parker and robinson um, DJ Moore and Evans both have tougher matchups. I think Moore has the toughest matchup, and I do trust Brady more than uh, than I do Moore. But I mean, if Evans pulls the the coverage more and Chris Godwin gets more targets, man, that could really sink him. Uh, basically, yeah, this comes down to Parker and Robinson, and then between the two, uh, I'll give the advantage to Moore. And although I like Robinson better than Parker, my narrative is heavier Montgomery. So I'm going to go on a limb here and go DJ Moore and Devonta Parker over the Robinson-Evans combo. Next up, we have TJ Hawkinson versus Mark Andrews. Uh, previously, last year, I believe, Andrews put up two touchdowns against the Chiefs. This year, I'm not so sure he will. Um... I think they're really going to blanket him, and it's going to become the secondary, the secondary pass people that are going to get it done here. So give me TJ Hawkinson to have a bounce back after last week against Arizona. I mean, not that he had a bad game last week, but it definitely wasn't uh, as good as we were hoping for. But uh, my chosen number one tight end for the year, let, let, me, let me see him shine and hopefully get back on track of being that number one guy. Uh, at the flex position, we got Tyler Boyd and Melvin Gordon versus Singletary and Fant. Uh, I obviously don't trust Singletary, uh, so it's basically Fant against the two of them. Uh, give me Tyler Boyd and Melvin Gordon all day long on that. And then the Bears versus the Browns. Uh, although the Bears probably have a better chance of scoring the Washington football team i still hate saying that the washington football team is awful on offense and the browns have a great advantage there so 
We're going to go with the Browns for the better defense, but I don't feel really great about that. Uh, so with all that said, I'm going to take the advantage on everything but the receivers, and I'm going to give Finkel is Einhorn the win, which is actually an upset versus Popeye Sailorman. A uh, real quick scan of the bench. Uh, Marquise Brown might get thrown in there. Darius Slayton and Brandon Ayuk. And on the other side, there's Lazard in New Orleans and Gibson in Cleveland. Maybe Stafford in Arizona gets thrown in. I doubt it, though. I'd play Minshew. Uh, not really anyone's going to get thrown in there. Uh, I could maybe see one of those two going in for Singletary. Either way, it's not going to change the outcome for me. Uh, give me Finkel's Einhorn for the win and leave Popeye Sailorman still winless. Uh, next up, we have the first of the undefeated teams, Chris1914 versus SC Honkers, coming fresh off his first victory. Um, this one, man, all these games are pretty closely contested according to the projections. I don't think it's all that. But uh, let's see. Starting at the quarterback position, it's Kyler Murray versus Drew Brees. Drew Brees is a hot garbage mess, and I don't see another quarterback on there. Either way, Kyler Murray is just balling out right now. So give me Kyler all day long there. Uh, Zeke Elliott and Fournette versus Cook and Drake. Um, I think Zeke's going to have a fine game. I think Fournette could have a fine game. But until we know really if he's taken more of that lead role, I'm going to take the the super matchup of Kenyon Drake against Detroit and then Cook against Tennessee. So uh, give me advantage on that side. At the receiver position, it looks like it's going to be Chris Godwin and Stephon Diggs versus Keenan Allen and Terry McLaren. If Godwin plays, I take that side. Um, Diggs has been phenomenal. Keenan Allen, I know he had a first good game with Herbert, but I don't know if it's going to work out that way every week yet. And Terry McLaren's going to get a lot of good coverage thrown his way. He's good enough to beat it, but um, it's just there's too many difficulties there. So give me the Godwin and uh, Dick side of it. At the tight end position, it's Zach Ertz versus Mike Gusecki, both in prime matchups. Give me Gusecki. Uh, for the win though and that's just because we don't know what's going on with the Eagles tight ends it seems like Goddard's number one although Ertz was actually a better tight end I think in week two um, it's, it's just too questionable his usage uh, at the receiver position we got Kenny Galladay and the, or the flex position Kenny Galladay and Thigby versus Ingram and Harry Nikhil Harry's on a team wow and a keeper did not see that um We'll get into the bench players in a in a second. If Galladay plays, then give me that side because I don't trust Nikhil and Ingram. Uh, if he doesn't, then we got to assume that I would say Henderson. I mean, honestly, the only other person you could put in is Daryl Henderson. And if that was the case, I'd still take that side. Uh, on the other side, instead of Nikhil Harry, you could see a Chris Thompson tonight in there. Uh, Brian Edwards against the Patriots or Claypool after that one big play. Uh, either way, I'm going to go ahead and say he's going to stick with it. And advantage goes the other way on the flex either way. 
Uh, on the defenses, it's the Eagles versus the Niners, both with good matchups. I think Cincy's just more loaded than the Giants at this point. So, obviously, I'm going to go with the Niners uh, since they're playing the Giants without a uh, without a Saquon Barkley, without a Sterling Shepard. They are getting Golden Tate back. It's just too much. Give me the Niners defense on that. And with Kyler Murray and one great running back. Hmm, man, this is a little tougher than I thought it would be. Hmm. It's got to come down to Drew Brees, unless he gets a different quarterback in there that changes things. Give me Kyler Murray. I'm going to go with Chris for the win. Uh, Not that I feel great about it, but uh, it's just the way I got to lean right now. Next up, we got Team Brian Brodsky versus Los Poyos Hermanos. Now, Los Poyos Hermanos is not undefeated and is 1-1. We kind of went into it. So the, the confusion was going into Monday night. We talked about it yesterday. Um, he was, he was down, uh, I think he was at 125 or whatever it was. Basically, uh, he only needed, what, like 1.6, yeah, he, he was 125 even on the dot, and he needed 1.6 point, or yeah, 1.68 points to tie. 1.69 to to win. He ended up with 2.3 out of Manny Sanders. And then it turned out he ended up losing. So uh, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but Sleeper's been a little wonky with the scoring throughout the weekends. Misassigning players, points, doing this and that. I think, I'm assuming that's what happened, but it was a shock to me and Gilda. He lost, and Chris took it personally. I don't think he really took it personally, and he doesn't really care that much because he did win. But uh, it was a shocking thing, so uh, my heart goes out to you, Gil. Sorry, but uh, you were 1-1 one one going up against the undefeated Team Brodsky. So at the quarterback position, it's Allen versus Prescott. This is a real good, good matchup, and give me Prescott. He's got all his weapons, whereas Allen's questionable with uh, John Brown, and then the running game's just not as good either. Um, I just think Dak puts it together, even though they're both facing pretty good defenses. So give me a slight advantage to Dak, not by a ton. Uh, at the running back position, it's Miles Sanders and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire versus Kareem Hunt and Chris Carson. Uh, Sanders is the big play playing Cincinnati, but as I said, I think Edwards-Hilaire could struggle against Baltimore, and I think this is a Hunt week. So, um... Although they're definitely projected for less, give me advantage, Kareem Hunt and Chris Carson. Uh, at the receiver position, you got Juju Smith-Schuster and Julio Jones versus Michael Thomas and Golden Tate. Uh, three of these four players might not be in during the week. Uh, Julio's questionable. He'll probably muscle it out but be ineffective. Juju has not practiced all week with a knee issue. And then, of course, Michael Thomas is not expected to play. So if we go to the tape, there is, or to the bench, we have Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, man, he, he's got no DJ Chark either this week, so this is just rough for Gil. The Fantasy Reaper is hitting full-fledged, so he will have to pivot to Emmanuel Sanders, which was not a good thing, so he may go to something on the waiver wire. Uh, Brian, if he needs to pull Schuster and or Julio, he's got Zach Pascal and Deshaun Jackson. Uh, man, I, I don't know what is going on here. So we'll, we'll leave out the receivers for now. 
Uh, I guess we'll say just because he has enough receivers and one of them's not Manuel Sanders, I'm going to give the advantage to, <coughs> excuse me, to uh, Brian there. Uh, plus, obviously, Juju and Julio is more likely to play Michael Thomas. Uh, at the tight end position, we got Darren Waller versus Kelsey. Uh, give me Kelsey. Uh, he's just the better prospect, and although Waller is getting a ton of targets, that New England defense, the two people they're going to shut down is the running back and the tight end. So basically, they're going to take away the middle of the field, and they're going to force him to go with uh, the outside and the the big plays, which will make them try to force them to try to have Vegas feature Rugs and Edwards uh, as the receivers. So give me advantage, Kelsey. They just they've been doing it longer. They know how to beat defenses uh, generally, and he is just one of the best tight ends. At the flex position, we got James Conner and Deshaun Jackson right now versus Mike Davis and Naheem Hines. Uh, Hines might have a good game. I don't think Davis is going to have much of a good game. And if he has to, uh, Brian might put in Zach Moss or Carlos Hyde or Frank Gore. Either way, uh, James Conner is going to win this flat out against Houston for everyone. So advantage Brian on that side. And then it's the Chargers versus the Cardinals. Give me advantage. Chargers going up against Teddy Two Gloves Bridgewater. All that going against Gill. Although I love his running backs and his quarterback, I think, is slightly better. Give me advantage, Brian, just because he has more actual people that are healthy-ish. So, Brian for the win on that one. And then the final matchup is the matchup of the week. Yours truly undefeated, the FF Emperor, versus Team Texas Bear Tyler. Uh, it's a big, big guns matchup. Uh, after losing Saquon and not and losing Adams possibly for this week too, it's looking a little rough. But as in my dynasty league, I have tons of depth, usable depth. So we'll see if we can hodgepodge it together, although this is going to be a tall order. So at the quarterback position, we got Aaron Rodgers versus Big Ben Roethlisberger. Although I like Rodgers and his revenge quest this season, Big Ben against Houston's D is just a little more appealing, so give me advantage, Big Ben. Uh, at the running back position, I got Aaron Jones and Jarek McKinnon versus Alvin Kamara and Josh Jacobs. Uh, Kamara's going to eat the best of all these, possibly, with the exception of maybe Aaron Jones. So it comes down to Josh Jacobs and Jarek McKinnon. I think McKinnon's going to outplay Jacobs. Hot take. Uh, I believe that between the two, I think Jacobs is the more important person to shut down for New England. And they're going to basically put the whole game on Derek Carr's back. So I do not expect a ton of great things out of Josh Jacobs. So even though I think Kamara is the best play, and I think there is a chance he just wins this, give me advantage Aaron Jones and Jarek McKinnon. At the receiver position, I am sitting currently with Cooper Cup and Mike Williams versus DeAndre Hopkins and Adam Thielen. Uh, Cup, I'm not feeling great about. Williams, not feeling that great about. Nuke is awesome going against Detroit. Thielen is not awesome, but man, he is pretty much the only thing they can do in Tennessee right now other than the run game. So give me a slight advantage just because of Nuke uh, to Hopkins and Thielen. At the tight end position, it's going to be Hayden Hurst versus Jared Cook. 
I think Cook's going to have a bigger game than he sh- the game he was supposed to have last week. Uh, for some reason, it just didn't get targeted as much. It was crazy. I think Cook's going to put it together, and although Hayden Hurst is doing just fine, Chicago's D at the linebacker position is a little scarier than Green Bay, so give me Jared Cook for the advantage. At the flex positions, we got Tyler Lockett and CeeDee Lamb playing against each other versus DK Metcalf and Josh Kelly. Uh, I think Lockett's the better player than Metcalf, but man, Metcalf has too much ability to just go big. So the big question is, can CeeDee Lamb get enough with Cooper getting the most attention? Or is Josh Kelly going to get enough as Carolina should be down in this game and... They should be running the ball a lot. Uh, That's a good question, Jason. How about we say, I'm going to give myself the advantage ever so slightly, but I don't feel good about it, people. I do not. Uh, And then finally, we got the Colts versus the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are playing Baltimore. Colts are playing the Jets. Uh, Colts are the better play. So at that, I have the advantage at everything but receiver. But that being said, I still don't feel that comfortable saying this, but I'm going to give myself the win, extend it to 3-0. But it's going to be a rough go. It's all, it's all based on Big Ben doing well, basically. Um, so give me the win. Um, on, the, on the bench, people that could get thrown in, I have uh, David Johnson I might throw in there for one of the receivers in the flex and bump out Mike Williams, just not knowing how that's going to play out. And then, of course, if Devontae Adams goes, i got to put Devontae Adams in, so that's another pivot to do at the other side of the ball or game. Uh, I really like the Keelan Cole play. Uh, I would actually consider him over Thielen and Kelly. Uh, I don't know if he would. But with Chark out, that's a very interesting one. So, um, <coughs> excuse me, that's up to him. That's up to him. But um, I would probably put in Cole. But we'll see. Don't listen to your opponent. Just play your game. I'm still gonna beat you. All right, and that concludes the Keeper League, the fantastic, the new Fantastic Empire. Next up, we are going to take on. The ATL Dynasty Matchups of the Week. So, uh... To the ATL Dynasty, Uh, a couple of real quick news things. Uh, One, I want to reiterate how terrible Axel was for the trio trades who went over last show. And then on top of that, to add to his terribleness, uh, I think he was thinking he was quite clever blocking P. Ryan from me on the uh, uh, poaching from the practice squad, a potentially good player. But I and uh, one other person we talked to, we both don't agree. I, I would have let me take that. Um, P. Ryan's not going to play for me more than likely. 
Uh, he's not going to be useful for Axel in any point once he's rebuilt. So why not take the real off shot, considering he got him in the, what, fourth or fifth round, that he could turn into something and get a second or third round pick for him, uh, potentially. Uh, just a thought. I'm sure we're wrong, but that was just a, a real surprising thing, and I just want to reiterate how terrible Axel is. So, first matchup is going to be uh, said terrible fantasy football player, Team Axel Tracod versus Jones and for some TDs. At the quarterback position, we got Kyler Murray and Joe Burrow versus Ryan Tannehill and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz needs to get right, and Cincinnati is just the person to do it. So this all comes down to basically is Joe Burrow, can he do well? Because um, Kyler Murray is clearly the best one of these, and I'm going to pick that side just because Kyler Murray. But uh, if Joe Burrow stink, lays an egg, then there's a possibility Tannehill and Wentz are better. Uh, Philly's got some good pass rush, and that line is awful, but I think he's going to be forced to throw a ton. So, I think he'll be fine. Uh, and Kyler Murray is definitely the winner here. So, advantage Axel. And that's pretty much where it stops. Next is Jerick McKinnon and Royce Freeman. That can't be right. Uh, we're going to go down real quick and see what other running backs Axel has. Besides Royce Freeman, let's see. We got Breda, Jordan Howard, <laughs> Benny Snell. I forgot we had Benny Snell. P. Ryan, Wayne Gallman. Uh, I would probably play Jordan Howard. I, no, because Miles Gaskin. God, this is just a crap show, man. On the off chance he catches a bunch of passes, I would maybe try P. Ryan. I don't like Royce Freeman, and I think he's a terrible play. That being said, Jarek McKinnon is fine, but they're going up against Derek Henry, Kendron Drake, so, I mean, this is pretty self-explanatory. Boom. Next up at the receiver, we got Chris Godwin and Terry McLaren versus Juju and Gallup. Or Juju and Ayuk. Or Juju and Miller. It doesn't matter. Either way, if Juju doesn't play, there is no chance in hell ever that the advantage doesn't go to Godwin and McLaren. If Juju does play and he is actually good to go, there is a chance he has a big enough game that it offsets a little bit. But either way, let's stop. It, it's advantage... Uh, Godwin and McLaren. At the tight end position, obviously I'm going to go with TJ Hawkinson, my number one. But the Goddard, uh, he could be a good play too. At the flex position, we got Ayuk and Miller. I'm assuming Michael Gallup is not in this game and that Johnny Smith gets put into the flex. And if Devontae Adams can't go, then it's Aaron Jones and probably, I don't know, carry on. Edwards, Valdez Scantling. Uh, I mean, here's the dirty little secret, man. Uh, Mr. Greenwood's team is quite solid, but the depth is a little rough. I would guess probably Miles. He might play it safe, and he might even put Miles Gaskin in, uh, but probably not because Devontae Adams is fantastic. Either way, um, unless Johnny Smith has a big game, we got to give it to Aaron Jones and whoever gets put in with Aaron Jones. Let's not kid ourselves, and let's not kid ourselves. Axel is going to 0-6. Next up, we got two 1-3 teams with El Oso Fuego 
versus the Untouchables at the quarterback position. It's Josh Allen and Mitch Trubisky versus Daniel Jones and Phillip Rivers. Uh, there is a chance that no one else gets put in because it's yeah, it's Haskins and it's Herbert on the other side, and I doubt he's going to go with Herbert, even though he has a starting quarterback and all it cost him was a 22 draft pick. That's right, Axel sucks. Uh, either way, uh, Josh Allen and Mitch Trubisky against Atlanta is the advantage over Jones in San Francisco and Phillip Old Man Rivers. At the running back position, we have James Robinson and Kareem Hunt versus Austin Eckler and Chris Carson. Although I said Hunt is the play, and I think Robinson has a good matchup, I just think the volume of Carson, and I think the volume that is going to happen for Eckler, I got to go advantage there. Uh, it's not. It could be a lot closer than anything, but obviously we're going to go with advantage there. Uh, at the receiver position, it's Adam Thielen and Robert Woods versus Tyler Boyd and Julian Edelman. That is a rough go. They, it's I gotta assume Edelman's gonna play, and if it's Edelman and Boyd, give me that over Thielen and Woods. I feel like Goff's gonna struggle. I can't trust Thielen's uh, target, not target share, but total targets. Um. Man, I'm I'm gonna be super contrarian here. I'm I'm gonna go Boyd and Edelman advantage if Edelman plays. Uh, at the tight end position, we got Mike Gesicki versus Tyler Higby. Higby's got a tougher matchup, so I'm gonna go advantage Gesicki. And then at the flex positions, we have Melvin Gordon and DJ Moore versus Zach Pascal and John Brown. Uh, Brown's beat up. Pascal is only in there because of injuries. So, advantage Melvin Gordon and DJ Moore. I think this is all about Melvin Gordon. Uh, He is definitely the best play here against Tampa and the crumminess that is Tom Brady. Uh, Some notable people that could get in on both sides are uh, maybe if Edelman has an issue, we got uh, Jerry Judy and Jarvis Landry uh, as both potential. And then Jared Cook could also get flexed in. On the other side, I don't think there's much on the bench that can go that would actually help, except for maybe Mark Ingram against KC, which I wouldn't advise against or with. Uh, but I mean, John Brown is questionable. Either way, uh, just because the quarterbacks, I'm gonna go with uh, Aloso Fuego for the win. Next up, we have uh, Team Chris 1914 versus Team Tank. I mean, Georgia Dogs for life. Uh, At the quarterback position, we got Pat Mahomes and Nick Mullins versus Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater. Oof, that is rough. Uh, In the past, we've seen Nick Mullins actually turn it up a few times, so we're going to go advantage Mahomes and Mullins. Brees has just been hot trash. I mean, you could turn around this week, but without Thomas, it's less likely, unless all of Kamara's touchdowns are receiving touchdowns. So, uh, advantage Mahomes and Mullins. At the running back position, we got David Johnson and Tariq Cohen versus Ronald Jones and Zach. Oh my god, people. I don't want to be talking about these people, but I have to. Uh, advantage David Johnson and Tariq Cohen. Uh, Cohen will probably get used in a passing game against Atlanta. And it's a good matchup. David Johnson's got volume. 
Uh, Zach Moss is beat up, I believe, a little bit and a tough matchup. And Ronald Jones is trash in a tougher matchup. So, advantage there. At the receiver position, we have a questionable Julio Jones and Stefan Diggs versus Keelan Cole and Randall Cobb. Um, on the flex, you got Galladay and Williams. We'll assume one of those is the receiver if Jones is out. Either way, uh, I'm going to go... Yeah, I mean, I want I wanted to be the other side because Cole has such a good matchup, but Randall Cobb, so obviously advantage, Chris. Uh, at the tight end position, advantage, Chris. Shepard's out, Engram's going to probably get more targets, although Mo Alley could do all right. At flex, Mike Williams and Kenny Galladay uh, versus Daw- Dawson Knox and Nicole Hardman. Half these people are injured and aren't going to play. And he's got, I'm sorry, but there's Cooper Cup on the bench. There's Will Fuller on the bench. There's DK Metcalf. Um, These people should be in the lineup. I understand tanking, but come on, man. Like, a little more trying, at least. Uh, Who knows, though? Maybe some of these guys will end up in the lineup. Either way, I pick Chris for the win, obviously. And next up, we have Clay Team Fantasy Football versus uh, Zeke and Destroy. At the quarterback position, we got Matt Ryan and Cam Newton versus Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Although I sort of like Lamar and Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton against Vegas, Matt Ryan, uh, high volume. Oh, this is a tough one. Give me the Aaron Rodgers uh, FU tour and Lamar Jackson running for like 100 yards uh, for the win, but it's not a massive advantage, trust me. At the running back position, we got Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon versus Zeke and Gurley. Uh, I'm going to go advantage Gurley and Zeke. I don't like Gurley much, but I also don't like Mixon much, and I don't like Chubb as much as Hunt. But I love Zeke, so give me that side of the ball. Uh, it's not a huge advantage, but it, give me a little bit of advantage, Zeke, and destroy. At the receiver position, we have Tyler Lockett and Allen Robinson versus Tyreek Hill and OBJ. Two tougher matchups versus two better matchups. Um, Allen Robinson, I think, is going to do fine against ATL. I think Lockett's going to do fine against Dallas. I question that... Tyreek and OBJ both have strong games, so give me advantage, Lockett and Robinson. At the tight end position, I think we went over this earlier with Kelsey and Waller. Give me advantage, Kelsey. And then at the flex position, we got Miles Sanders and David Montgomery versus Robbie Anderson and Leonard Fournette. Uh, Sanders got Cincy. Montgomery's got ATL. Robbie Anderson's got a tough game. And Fournette, we don't know his usage, so obviously advantage Sanders and Montgomery. Uh, other possible plays that might go in here instead of Matt Ryan. It was Matt Ryan, yeah. Instead of Matt Ryan, you may see Matt Stafford go in. Or tonight, I, my personal play, I would love to see Ryan Fitzpatrick in there. Uh, if you're listening to this while you're driving, hopefully you're listening to it soon enough, Clay. Put in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Tonight, it's going to be awesome. And on top of that, instead of... I mean, you're not going to sit Lamar Jackson, even though you could. 
Instead of Aaron Rodgers putting Gardner Minshew, we need both these guys, the beard versus the mustache, going at it. And honestly, I think both of those guys can be either your first or second best play at quarterback this week. Both teams. So make it happen. Um, other than that, on the bench, we have a bunch of injuries on the uh, football team side. We got uh, Keenan Allen. Um, and he doesn't have as many running backs as I thought he did. I mean, they're all in the starting route lineup, but Cam Akers hurt. So you got uh, basically A.J. Brown's probably not going to play. So it's coming down to Hollywood Brown, Keenan Allen, and Preston Williams. I'd love to see Williams in there, but I don't know who you're going to take out to do that. So I doubt anyone. Uh, instead of Fournette... Honestly, Darius Slayton or Conley would be the only potential plays, and they're both ill-advised because their matchup. I mean, any one of these guys could play against in Fournette's place, but I wouldn't expect any of them to outproduce. Either way, we don't know what's going on. So with the advantages at receiver and flex, I think that's where... Clay gets the win and moves to at least four and two, if not five and one. Uh, it's real slight. This is going to be the big heavy hitting game of the week. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, give me fantasy football team for the win. And then the final one is the battle of the two four and O teams. I believe we're the only two four and O teams left. So um, potentially. I mean, guaranteed there's only one undefeated team after this, but potentially we could both lose two if we have a low-scoring game. But that being said, more than likely, um, I think we've already picked the five teams that are going to probably get the Aniston point. So, let's dive into it. We got Russell Wilson and Jared Goff versus Dak Prescott and Big Ben Roethlisberger. Now, Prescott is the best play here, but I think Roethlisberger is a lot better play than Goff, considering it's Houston versus Buffalo. So, give me advantage Prescott and Big Ben, but not by a ton, just because of those Russell Wilson points. At the running back position, we got James Conner and Josh Jacobs versus Dalvin Cook and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, it's another close one. Uh, I think James Conner's got the best game. Dalvin Cook, though, is a beast. Jacobs is a beast. Man, he's got a tough game. They'll probably take him out. And then Jonathan Taylor is the big key. Uh, I'm going to go advantage Cook and Taylor because he's playing the Jets, so he'll probably get a lot of run. Uh, this is where things get a little wonky. At the receiver position on one side, we got Hopkins and Evans. On my side, we got a lot of question marks. Um, although I really do want to take out one of my running backs, maybe even two. Uh, I don't expect Michael Thomas to play. So the question is, uh, who do I put in that's on my bench? As of right now, I got Devontae Parker tonight. I think I'm going to roll with him either way. And then Deontay Johnson. Um, either way, man. Evans is the real key here. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Parker and Johnson, if it stays the way it is. Although Nuke is the best play here. I believe one of them will have enough of a game to keep me in with Hopkins, and I just I don't trust Evans a ton. Because if Godwin plays, 
Uh, if Godwin doesn't play, then, I mean, that's a whole different thing. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say I have the better receiving tandem out of those two. Now, that being said, I also have Amari Cooper that I don't have slated in that's probably going to try to make his way into my lineup. Marvin Jones has a good matchup, could make his way into my lineup. I have too many receivers. I keep telling you people, send me two-for-one offers so I can upgrade a receiver, and you can get two usable receivers. I'm looking at half of you guys. I've gone through, and you've had shit on the bench. Let's just do it already, huh? Huh? All right. That being said, we're going to say probably Amari Cooper goes in there, too. Who knows? This is... Ugh, man, I'm just... I don't know. I'm mouth-vomiting at you people at this point. Uh, either way, advantage me. Let's say that. Next up, we got Hunter Henry versus Mark Andrews. Uh, Hunter Henry's a little questionable. I do like him, but I'm just going to go with Andrews, even though he is not my pick for guaranteed best player this week, just because Casey's going to do what they can to shut him down. Uh, and then finally, at the flex, we got Kamara and Clive Ed- Clyde Edwards-Hilaire versus Lamb and Ridley. Now... If Julio does not play, I don't like Ridley as much. If Julio does play, I like Ridley a ton. CeeDee Lamb's going to be good, I think. So it just comes down to, is Kamara going to do enough with either Edwards Hilaire or one of the receivers I put in? Uh, The answer is yes. Kamara is a beast. He's going to end up as a top three running back this season. So advantage me on that. And with the quarterbacks, with the receivers and the flex i think i have a slight advantage uh i'm going to call that i extend to six and zero, and look what you made me draft will go to five and one because he will still get the aniston point thus making me the only undefeated person in the league and much better than all of you so uh just to reiterate i'm working on trying to get guests on the show now we're hoping to have gill on today at least to talk about the keeper leagues uh matchups but it didn't quite work out that way uh but keep keep a eye on the group me chats i'm actually going to be hitting up people at times and trying to see if you're available to do a portion of the show with me and hopefully we can get a little more diversity in this although I am obviously the best person on in these leagues to have doing this show uh it would be nice and a little refreshing refreshing to get not only another just voice to have some fun with but to get a little pushback on my opinions because as I said I'm not watching football this season and everything is based on just best probability and numbers I'm totally analytics this year boys so uh keep an eye on that and other than that thanks for stopping by this week good luck to everyone in their week uh three matchups and as always remember Goonies never say die I hope this won't sound impolite Or come across as too forthright But even though you seem alright I think I'm better than you Now please do keep this thought in mind That's just my personal conviction You're smart and fun, you're sweet and kind I'd call our friendship an addiction 
Your shoes are shine, your rental chain But still I find I have to say I think I might be better than you You seem impressed with what you've shown But I don't find it that compelling You've sung my praise, but not your own And well, I think that's pretty telling But while we're on the subject of How I'm superb and leagues above you Ought to know I'm number one I know that might be hard to swallow This hurts you just as much as me But when this song is sung Then you and I'll know That you're just a nobody Well friend, I don't know what to say Try starting with your resignation Let's end this in the finale I'm dying from anticipation you really great to let me say you denigrate Seem to hate the fact I break you out the game before I can asphyxiate I think I might be better than you Don't hate me because it's true Just know I did die this good That's all, folks.